Welcome to today's episode of the Grind Road to Success podcast, the place to be if you want to learn how to set yourself apart from the competition and reach your highest potential. I'm your host, Zach Krisik, and if you haven't already yet, hit the subscribe button so you never miss out on another podcast episode and the many tips, tricks, and strategies that can help you reach your highest potential. Without further ado, let's get into it. Welcome back to today's episode of the Grind Road to Success podcast. Today, we have the pleasure to sit down with professional baseball pitcher, Logan Hoffman. Logan is originally from Munster, Saskatchewan, where he would eventually go to compete at the collegiate level. After performing at a high level and dominating his competition, Logan would eventually get drafted by the MLB Pittsburgh Pirates within the fifth round. Logan now competes with the Greensboro Grasshoppers in the high A division of the minor leagues. So thanks for joining us on the podcast today, Logan. Yeah, thanks for having me. It should be a good time. Excited to talk about some past experiences and some stuff uh, help the young players out. Right on, right on. I love to hear it. Um, yeah, you know, kind of walk us through your process and your experience as an athlete growing up, uh, you know, from the youth levels and to where you're at today. Yeah, obviously, I mean, said I grew up in Munster. It's a, it's a town of like 450 people. So baseball is the summer sport and hockey is the winter sport. And simple as that. I mean, when it's hockey season, you don't do any baseball stuff, really. The odd, maybe once one day a week or something. And when it's baseball season, you don't do any hockey. There's no summer hockey in the town or anything. So that's kind of how I lived growing up. Um, did those for... 12, 13 years growing up and then obviously went to college for baseball. But I mean, growing up in Munster, obviously it's, like I said, it's a baseball town. So every night during the summer, you walk by the ball diamonds, there's kids out there practicing, playing, there's games, just maybe hitting ground balls to each other. There's always something going on. So it's a good place to grow up in that aspect. And then um, obviously as I got older throughout the years, I just, I enjoyed baseball. So I kept playing it and was never really like the a star, I guess, when I was really young. And then I, as I got older, just continue to work and become uh, one of the better guys in the area. And then eventually, I guess, in the province. And so I figured, well, I guess I have kind of, I could have a career in this. Um, in the college aspect, I didn't think anything of a professional career at that point. When I was grade 10, 11, 12, it was more, all right, let's just do the next next step, which is get to college and uh, from then on obviously it's just you try and think of that next step you don't want to think too far away because when I was 15 years old if you would have told me I was playing professional baseball I would have laughed in your face so um, it's kind of just thinking of that next step that next goal and that's why I, I did my whole uh, life growing up and still to this day it's something I do that's awesome man that's awesome um, I'm curious you know from your experience what were some of the big differences you noticed going from the youth levels to the high school levels, uh, you know, the college levels and beyond to where you're at today? I would say everyone just developing. I mean, obviously there's good players everywhere. When I was young uh, in college or junior college, and summer ball, pro ball, everyone's, everyone's there for a reason. They obviously belong in that league. They're not just there to 
have fun. So, I mean, um, you go at those levels and you have to adjust to everything. You can't expect to be the same you were when you were 17 as when you're 22 or 23 now because um, guys are getting better. They're evolving, so you have to evolve with it. And I think that's something that I've done so far throughout my career that I can continue to do and just help me get to that next, next step. So I'm curious now, you know, just from my own experience of being a college baseball player as well, I feel like that jump is so big for so many athletes, you know, just from the high school level to get to the college level. You know, what can athletes do to put them in the best position for success, whether it's a baseball player or any other sport? Um, you know, what were some of the things you learned competing at that college level, whether just how to manage your time better, kind of handle the pressures and stresses uh, that helped you perform and compete, whether you're on the field and your exams as well? Yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously, I went to junior college first, which um, I guess is a better stepping stone for me coming out of high school uh, in Saskatchewan, um, rather than just going to big university right off the bat. I was I was young. I got a late birthday, so I was only 17 when I went to college and moving 20 hours away from home. It can be tough trying to balance the schedule without your parents telling you, you got to do this. You got to be here. It's, it's all on your own now. So um Obviously, like a typical day at Colby, uh, we'd have classes usually eight or nine to one in the afternoon and then practice two to five. Um, you go back, eat quick, work out from six till seven, and and that was your day pretty much. So uh, and then obviously in the evening, um, it's kind of my rule I made in college is my evening is my time, my downtime. So uh might not work for some people but I would either get up early and do my homework or go to the library during the day and do it because after that uh, last meal the the last workout of the day it was that was my downtime for the night whether it's just hanging out with the guys um, watching sports playing video games whatever it was so um it was tough at first obviously just like anything you have to adjust to it uh getting there and you got to make schedules. You got to, um, I guess, show show up on time to everything. And that's the main thing is just showing up. And once you're there, I guess you're there. So you might as well put in work. Uh, there's no point in showing up if you're going to do something halfway good or something. So I would say that's the biggest thing is just staying on a schedule and, and going about your work um, better than everyone else or wanting it more than everyone else. Yeah, I love that. And I love that mindset, Logan, especially when you get to that next level, right? You know, the challenges, the pressure is just going to increase. Uh, so how do you handle that? And how do you perform at that higher level? Um, you know, being able to set yourself apart from the competition. And that's one thing I kind of want to ask you now, you know, what do you believe you need to do as an athlete to set yourself apart from the competition um, and set yourself from, say, every other baseball player, uh, the higher levels that you go? Yeah, I mean, that's something I learned, obviously, coming out of junior college and going into the the, the first part where I saw that um, I was like, OK, I need to set myself apart was come out of junior college. Obviously, I had two good years there. And then I went and played on the Cape Cod League, which is best summer league in the country. So I went there and you see guys from Tennessee, LSU, Georgia, all those big schools Then I'm there from a junior college and you realize there's a lot more better players out there than you think. So uh, you got to find a way to go be better than those guys. And obviously whether it's studying video in the weight room, um, just looking at hitters, even 
and during the game when you're not pitching, um, just watching hitters at bats that you might have to go in later in the game and face just so you have that a little advantage, whatever it may be, because the smallest advantage can take you a long way. So um, that's the biggest thing would be uh, just going about that and and seeing what the the guys do, the little things, and and noticing those things rather than seeing something they do and just being like, ah, it doesn't really matter that much. Just take into account everything. And then um, moving throughout college and into pro ball, uh, like I said earlier, everyone's here for a reason. So you got to find a way or find something that they don't do that you can do better than them. Um, again, it's a lot of, there's a lot of video, um, the weight room, even sleep and eating. Like you got to take all those things into account because if you do those even a little bit better than the next person beside you, um, it's going to give you the slightest advantage. Yeah, I love that perspective, Logan. And and like you kind of say, there's so many more factors to your competition and performance compared to just showing up and competing, right? Like you say, sleep is super important. Uh, you know, your diet, uh, being in the weight room, right? There's so much that really affects how you play and perform, uh, especially when you get to those ga big games, those big moments. Um, you know, I'm curious, are there any like habits and routines that have really helped you or that you've kind of stuck with that has helped you perform at the higher level and just kind of stay balanced throughout that, you know, student athlete lifestyle? Uh, I mean, it kind of started in ju junior college, obviously. Um, like I said earlier, you don't want to get into the habit of going to bed super late, waking up, sleeping in. So that's something I never, I never sleep in, whether I go to bed really late or really early. It's just usually try and wake up around the same time, just get into that routine. And then um, for me, I think the big thing is nutrition as well. Uh, just eating, eating the right stuff, drinking a lot of water. Um, not, I, for my personal thing, I just try not to drink a lot of sugar. Obviously I'll have a little bit of my coffee here and there, but <laughs> Other than that, I don't drink much Gatorade, like none of that stuff. Um, I'll have it here and there just if I'm craving it. But uh, that's the biggest thing I would say. I'm just getting into a routine with your eating because obviously uh, that's an, a big part of it. And if you have the right nutrition and you stick with it, it's going to help you in the long run. You may not see results in a week or two, but in a month, even a year, obviously you're going to see huge results. So I would say I'm pretty routine oriented, um, get up, kind of do my stuff and then see what else I, I need to do. Right. Like I said, whether it's homework in college, um, now obviously get up, uh, obviously I don't have to be at the field now till in the afternoon for night games. So in the morning, maybe watch some video from the game before, if I, uh, face that team that night, watch some video from hitters, watch my own video just to see what I can improve on. So there's, there's a few different aspects in the, in the routine um, part of it that I just like to get right. And I guess those are my main things. So I'm curious now, you know, how important is the off field preparation stuff to you? You kind of mentioned, you know, reviewing the video, uh, reviewing hitters and kind of the preparing for that game, whether it be in the evening uh, during the day, but you know, what can athletes do off the field to put them in the best position for success? Because that was one thing I realized, especially competing at the college level, is just having the intention with what you're doing, right? You know, okay, why am I doing this? What is the purpose behind this? Rather than just showing up to the field, right? Showing them up to practice and hoping to have a good practice or game. You know, mm -hmm. how important is that off-field stuff 
uh, to get you in the zone, get you locked in, and get you prepared uh, to perform at your highest potential as an athlete? Uh, I mean, it's huge. Obviously, when you're on the field, it's a fraction of the time you spend off the field practicing and in the weight room and all that stuff. So it's doesn't amount to as much time, but it's the time that matters on the field. So all the stuff off the field is going to prepare you for what you need to get done out there. I mean, like you said, it's showing up and having an intention with what you're doing. Cause what's the point of being there if you're not going to put in hundred percent of your effort. Obviously I've seen that in college, high school, um, pro ball, even like if you're going to be there, you might as well put in work because Otherwise, there's going to be someone else that wants it more than you. There always is. There's plenty of baseball players out there. So uh, just show up and get your stuff done. Like my junior college coach always told us at practice, he said, how you do anything is how you do everything. And I kind of apply that to my game, whether it's um, even just going hanging out with people. Obviously, you don't want to stay out super late or um, miss a lift the next day, whatever it may be. So I kind of always take that into account um, no matter what I'm doing and just think of that, have it in the back of my head and try and make the right decisions. <laughs> Sometimes, obviously I don't, everyone has, has that problem at times. Um, but I just kind of think of that and, and think it's just going to help me or hurt me in the future, uh, whether it's the next day, the next week, a year or so. Uh, I'm kind of taking all those things into account. For sure. Yeah, no, that's a great perspective. And I feel like, you know, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like most athletes, especially high performing athletes, tend to think more in the long term, right? You know, we have that big vision, that big goal to, mm -hmm. right, when that championship play at the professional level someday. And I feel like that drives us uh, towards our goals, you know, much quicker compared to just thinking in the short term, where, you know, like I said, you're just showing up for the game or practice, and hopefully it goes well compared to right setting that intention preparing beforehand like you said things might not always go the way you want but being able to learn from that learn from your failures right and utilize them to help you move in the future um so i'm curious you know how what does kind of failure mean to you and do you feel like failure can be a good thing and do you feel like you can utilize that for your advantage moving forward or is that something that's kind of really tough especially you know competing at the high levels that you do yourself yeah, like you said, um, I think the long-term thing is it's always in your head. Uh, you're always thinking about it, and I think you have to set short-term goals along the way to reach that long-term goal. So um, there's things, like I said, whether it may be uh, the next day, just you want to get a good lift in because you know that lift is going to help you achieve the goal, whether it's a year or two down the road. Um, so that thing, um, that's something I always think of whether I'm throwing a uh, bullpen in the weight room. I'm always trying to think of, is this going to help me? And and how is it going to help me rather than just, uh, okay, I'm doing this, but I don't know why I'm doing it. Um, and then the failure aspect. Uh, yeah. I mean, last year, 2022, I didn't have a good year in, in high A. Um, I failed a lot and sometimes I would learn from them. And then, then sometimes I wouldn't, and you'd be able to tell in the next outing, um, I would have a bad outing and then, a day or two later have a good one and I learn from my failures and then sometimes I have a bad outing and a day or two later another bad outing and if you keep if you keep just thinking of the failure it's going to keep happening so you gotta you gotta know how to adjust from it um, learn from it I I learned the, the most about myself this offseason more than than any pretty much uh, in my 
six years of college and pro bowl. Um, just knowing that I need to do, do what's best for my body. Um, whether it's mechanics, the gym, any, any of that kind of thing, because this year I kind of got away from who I was as a pitcher, uh, didn't learn from my failures. There were some things that I just didn't make an adjustment for the whole season. And you could go look at my numbers for the year. They weren't good. <laughs> so I did, you got to make an adjustment and learn from the failures and, and good things will happen from there. I love that perspective, Logan. Yeah. Especially, you know, competing at the level you do, right. The pressures are a lot higher, right. You're facing a lot more challenges, just being able to perform and compete at that level so yeah, I can only imagine, right, just trying to perform over a long season and stay consistent overall. So, you know, how important is the mental aspect of the game for you and for any athlete competing at those high levels? It's huge. I mean, it's obviously, I think it's more than the physical aspect. You got to be in shape to play professional baseball. That's the main thing. And then the mental aspect, those guys are going to propel themselves quicker up through the minor leagues, um, have longer careers if you just control that aspect and that's like I said that's something I didn't do a good job of this year at times I would uh I'd walk out on the mound and there's a thousand things running through my head I gotta throw strikes I gotta do my leg kick this way I gotta do have mechanics like this and if you just are constantly spinning and spinning with those things going through your head it's gonna be a, a tough day a tough week and a tough season and you, you learn from those things and you have to learn from those things. Um, the mental aspect is massive. Uh, there's guys out there that you ask, Hey, what are you thinking on the mountain? Sometimes they just say, well, I'm not thinking of anything and they do good. Uh, so some guys like that. And then there's other guys you ask, what are you thinking about there? And they tell you the longest sequence of words you ever heard and it works for them. So everyone's different in that part of the game. Uh, they have their own um, mental like aspects, their own routines on the mound. Um, there's a, plenty of different guys and uh, come from different areas and they grew up doing something and it's worked for them. So they continue to do it or you make an adjustment if it doesn't work anymore. So I would say those are the biggest mental, mental aspects of it. Uh, just knowing who you are out there, going out there. And sometimes you just got to clear your head and not think of anything. Sometimes you got to think of, different sequences and scenarios and it can work for you as well for sure right yeah every athlete's different of course in their own aspect but like you say you know just doing what works for you and being able to stay locked in the game stay focused um and you know just stay confident overall with your performance you know what did you do or is there anything you did specifically to you know stay confident in the game or when you were kind of spiraling be able to get back in the game get focused um, and kind of lock back in on the mound? Yeah, I mean, I would say the the thing I, I used to do it a lot and kind of still going back to it now is if I'm in trouble, I just turn around, stare into center field and try and just clear my head, like uh, go back to a blank space. So that's, that's one thing I do. Um, another one is uh, we learned it actually with the Pirates, the mental performance coaches, they call it the think box, play box. And Sure, some people have heard of that, some haven't. And they said as soon as you're off the rubber, that's your your think box. So that's when you do your thinking. Uh how what pitch you're gonna throw, what sequence. Um, some guys think more than others there. And then once you step on the rubber, that's your play box. You gotta you gotta wipe your brain of anything and you just go out there and compete. So 
those are two things I've I've done over the past few years and then in college um whether it's before the game my routines I would be on the bus listening to music if it was the day of my start I hardly talk to anyone on the bus um we get in the dugout I take my headphones off and I'd be talking the whole time and then I start my warm-up again and I'm not talking again so it's kind of just that finding that happy medium works for you what doesn't um and everyone's different in that aspect as well so what are some of the big things you notice with athletes at that professional level, you know, just compared to the collegiate level? What are some things that separates themselves apart from the others, um, including yourself at that level? Yeah, I mean, some guys here, they just, this is all they've done their whole life. They only played baseball. Um, this is what they work for. They grew up just big leagues. That's like their one main goal. So that's obviously different than mine. I didn't think of that when I was a kid I was like okay those guys on TV playing are pretty good and that wasn't my goal but obviously now it is and I think the thing that sets guys apart from others is is how they take care of their work on off the field in the dugout during the game uh, you'll see guys I mean I've played with a few guys even you'll see them in the dugout they pay attention to every single pitch if they're playing or not those guys usually have success um Sometimes, obviously, it doesn't work out in their favor, but uh, those guys are the ones that they're always locked into the game. Um, they know a lot about the game. They're educated about it. They know what's going on. They may see things during the game that other guys don't see, um, whether it's someone covering a base, uh, a pitch sequence to a hitter and how he took the pitch. How he, how he swung at a pitch that maybe it wasn't his, but it was a good swing at it. And got, those guys notice that stuff. And the guys that notice the little things usually um, apply it to their game. And if you can apply that stuff to your game, you're going to um, be above and, and beyond everyone else. Yeah, I really like that point you just made there, especially about the little things. Right. Because the little things are what compound to the big things and ultimately impact how you perform over the long term. Um, so, yeah, that's very important, especially right. Just practices or the games. Right. The little things, whether you're on a bench, whether you're playing or not, is OK. What are you what are you noticing? Right. As a pitcher, too, you got to notice, OK, what are the hitters doing um, every at bat? Right. Vice versa, as a hitter, you're trying to figure out what the pitcher is doing and find those little keys and tells. Um, which can be super, super detrimental, right? When you're playing in those championship games um, and you try to figure out those little things, right? It can give you a huge competitive edge sure. um, moving forward as well. So I want to ask you now, like what, do, what does performing at peak potential mean to you? I would say, I mean, it's, it's what you know your body's capable of, your mind's capable of. Uh, it's just what you can do what you know you're capable of uh you might not be there yet and that's all right because you're working your way to get there and not everyone's going to be at their peak in college or at 21 some guys will peak when they're 21 some guys will be 35 like you see and even in hockey baseball you'll see the the 28 year old rookie have a breakout season and those guys figured it out then so um, not everyone's going to figure it out around the same time. And that's all right. You just got to know what you're capable of and, and continue to work to that. A hundred percent. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with you, Logan. 
Um, you know, I'm curious if you could kind of go back in your days, you know, if you were able to start over, what would you do differently, if anything at all? That's a tough question. Uh, honestly, I wouldn't, I don't know if I'd do anything differently. I, I like the path I chose. I like the work I put in everywhere. Um, just kind of how I grew up. If I, like I said, if I'm doing something, I might as well try and be the best at it. Cause what's the point of being mediocre at something if you want to be good at it. So um, I don't know if I'd change anything. I like, I mean, obviously the town I grew up, I didn't really have a choice. It was my parents' choice, but uh, going to college, I had well, pretty much two options and I know I chose the right one out of high school. So um, I've said it before. And I think if I didn't go to Colby, I wouldn't, I know for a fact, I wouldn't be where I, where I am today. So uh, that, I wouldn't say it changed me, but it propelled me to be um, up there and, and excel at what I do. Uh, and then obviously going out of Colby, uh, I had some tough decisions to make on um, whether I want to sign with the Cardinals when I got drafted out of there or go back to university, which tough decision. Once again, I think I made the right decision and I think I made the right decision. Well, I know I made the right decision on the, on the university I chose and it was a short-lived time there, but I know I, I got a lot better there and I made the right choices of uh, the people I connected with and, and everything, the coaches I, I talked to, um, they helped me a lot. And obviously after getting drafted out of there, I, that, I didn't really have a choice. I wasn't, I wasn't going back to college again for the, the third time, I guess, um, after the draft. So that's why I chose Pro Bowl, and I think I made the right choice there as well. That's awesome. And, yes, you know, clearly you're very successful at what you do, competing at, at that professional level. Um, yeah, you know, I'm curious, what was that feeling like when you got drafted and finally, you know, you felt like all my hard work finally paid off, and here we are at the the pro levels? Yeah, it was, it was crazy. Um, I guess the first got drafted – college I wasn't really expecting it honestly uh it's kind of out of nowhere I got a few calls on the day and I was that was kind of when I realized okay I might actually get drafted today and then I was just kind of sitting in the basement and I think I was packing some clothes because I was leaving the next day to go play in the Cape Cod League and that's when I got the call uh saying I got drafted and I was like oh okay well actually I didn't get the call yet I saw it my dad saw it on my phone which was just laying on my floor he started screaming and everything and I was like oh I just got drafted and then that's when I got the call and then obviously that was a tough decision not to sign um went and pitched in the cape and everything and then the the second time I guess is the more special one because that's who I signed with obviously it was coming out of a good year of college and um that one was just even more special is more hectic. That's for sure. Because I was talking to a lot of teams at the time. So uh, that one, I actually found out. Um, I wouldn't say before the draft, but I kind of had a good idea. I was going to get drafted that day. It was, it was only five rounds. So it was a, it was a tough one. Cause I didn't know for sure. Um, but I actually kind of got a call a little earlier saying, yeah, you're probably going to get picked here uh, in the fifth round. And I was like, okay, like, probably he's like yeah well I think you're getting picked and I didn't believe it till I actually heard my name on the tv and like I told my parents I said we're not having anyone over until it actually happens so it's just my parents and my sister uh, we were just sitting in the living room I didn't eat anything all day 
probably went through about three shirts. I was sweating all day. So uh, pacing around the house, but yeah, I know that getting drafted by the pirates was definitely obviously the more special one as I've been with them now for two and a half years. Um, and it was just, it, it was the, the kickstart to my pro pro career. And that's what the, the opportunity is. And opportunity is everything. If you get the opportunity, you got to make the most of it. And that's what I'm trying to do. I love it, man. I love to hear that. And yeah, you know, growing up playing uh, against you as well with you, you know, with uh, Team Saskatchewan and all that, is, you know, no one deserves it more than you. Uh, you're, you've always been someone I can say, you know, the hardest worker in the room, super humble as well. So yeah, sure, man, yeah. I know you're definitely going to go far in that league. Um, yeah, it's awesome just to see where you've come from, you know, being a guy from Saskatchewan as well. Not many, not many baseball players at least come out of here. So <laughs> no, it's awesome. Many of us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's awesome, man. Um, you know, what? I'm curious now there's always kind of this debate and I really want to hear your perspective on this, especially competing at that high level of uh, the difference between skill and talent. So do you believe talents, everything as an athlete, or do you believe, you know, you can develop that talent and, uh, you know, perform at the high levels if that's something you desire? Uh, I would say naturally, you're naturally talented as something. And then obviously there's the little skills that add into the, the, the talent piece. And if you continue to build those skills around it, um, like I said, whether it's, the, the power skill and hitting the contact hill and skidding or skill and hitting. Um, if you just add those to your game, I think that contributes to your talent level and that's, what's going to help you go to that next level. Um, so that's a, that's a tough debate, obviously, because they're, they're similar in nature, but they're not at the same time. Um, they can, they can go a few different ways, but I think if you're naturally talented, obviously you're, that's what you say when someone's good at something. And then um, those guys, whether they add little pieces to their game, they just build that talent level throughout the years. Interesting. And yeah, no, that's definitely a, a great perspective. And I just love hearing, yeah, the different insights different athletes have, especially at the pro levels, right? College levels um, and what really worked for them, right? Because like you say, talent is, of course, a piece of the puzzle, right? It's definitely important on how you perform, but being able to, you know, set yourself apart from the competition at that next level, uh, you know, go back to things, like you say, the work ethic, um, mm -hmm. the little things like the diet you're putting in, how much sleep you're getting, right. That's going to be able to set yourself okay. apart. Um, you know, just having more energy, more output during the day compared to your competition, which can have a huge impact, especially, you know, at the pro levels, like you're playing as well. Um, so, you know, you know, just kind of closing this podcast here um, and we're a great chat we're having I'm curious, you know, what is one thing you'd recommend for other athletes, whether it's in baseball or not, uh, to be able to reach their highest potential and, you know, make the pros someday if that's their dream? I would say they got to be realistic within their goals. Uh, I see so many kids on Twitter and whatever apps, uh, they have these goals and sometimes it's like, all right, you got to be realistic in the moment. Yeah, that may happen someday because, like I said, if I would have told you, when I was 12 years old, I'm going to play pro ball. Well, that's, that wasn't a realistic goal at the time. If you saw me, I was probably five, one, a hundred pounds. So you would have laughed at me, but uh, so I'd say be realistic within your goals. And obviously 
some guys there might be a, mo a little more far-fetched, but if they truly think they can achieve it, I don't see why not. If you work hard enough, I don't see why not, why you can't go, go about out there and, and try and, and get that goal. But um, I would say just for kids, even coming up through college, I've done a few podcasts where they talk about guys uh, getting recruited, that kind of thing. And sometimes guys they hear of uh, those big name schools and they they commit when they're in eighth ninth grade and I mean if you think you're going to play there fine that's that's your opinion but I haven't seen many guys commit to a school in ninth grade and actually stay with that commitment and go play there and play pro ball it doesn't happen very often but it happens so I would say um, just coming out of high school in Saskatchewan uh, you got to know know your goals and uh go out there and yeah, it might not be the biggest like school out there, but I mean, I went to a school in the middle of nowhere, Kansas, and it was the best decision I could have made for my career. So sometimes the the decisions you don't think are the ones that you'd ever make. Sometimes they're the ones that help you the most. So I guess that's what I, I kind of got for kids coming up um, and trying to achieve their goals. That's awesome. I love that perspective, Logan. And yeah, I feel like so many athletes can benefit from that. And yeah, you know, if that's something you really desire and want to be able to get to that next level. Um, yeah, you know, I love that and those different insights there. So yeah, you know, Logan, I want to thank you very much for taking the time to join us today, share your insights, experience with other athletes. Um, I know it can benefit so many others. And yeah, I just want to thank you again for taking the time to join us today. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me on. And I hope I can help some people out there. Uh, whether it's the physical or mental aspect, um, that's what I'm trying to do. So appreciate you having me on. Awesome. Yeah. No, thanks again, Logan. I know it can definitely help, help many others. So awesome. Well, thanks again for everyone joining yeah. us on the podcast today. Hey, if you enjoyed today's episode, then make sure to share it with a teammate or friend. And as always, never settle for average and keep on striving to reach your highest potential on the grind road to success.